Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. The A to Z of Disease Podcast. Welcome to the A to Z of Disease Podcast with me, Rose Mukonyo. Today we will be discussing the effects of screen time on speech delay in young children. And with me to take us through this discussion is Dr. Penina Mosioka, a pediatrician at Machakos Children's Clinic, who will explain to us how screen time affects speech in young children. Karibu sana, Daktari. Thank you, Rose. My name is Dr. Penina Msioka. I'm based in Machakos, Machakos Children's Clinic, and also Machakos Level 5 Hospital. I'm a pediatrician, and uh, today I want to discuss on the effects of screen time on our children. Um, first, I want to say, as part of the recommendation by the American Academy of Pediatrics, is that uh, children should have limited screen time, and especially any ch- baby or child under 18 months of age should have zero screen time. And then a child from one year to five months to five years, they should be getting at around, let's say above 18 months to five years, they should be getting around one hour of screen time in 24 hours. And even the bigger children should still limit the screen time, max two hours in a day. And the reason why this is being said, it's because the effects of screen time has been shown to affect the brain of the developing child. And when we talk about screen time, basically we mean TV, television, we mean being on a computer, on a video game console, being on an iPad, you know, all that. And this screen time may be the one the child is the only one watching, like maybe a, a show or a movie or a video game, or it may be collective, like all people are watching. It's all part of the screen time we are talking about. So there is a personalized, individualized, and then there is a shared, the screen time. And uh, what it has been shown is this too much exposure to the child, to the screen, they are in a virtual world in that time. And in that virtual world, the lighting of the screen, it has been shown to affect the melanospin um, containing neurons, which are in the retina. It also affects the GABA, you know, neurons. GABA is, has been shown to be um, inhibitive. So when GABA is reduced, it shows you inhibition is reduced. And then this melanospin containing neurons, basically they have been shown to control a lot of activities in the brain from hormone secretion to cognitive and uh, affective uh, effects, meaning it's things to do with cognitive development, things meaning to do with emotions and relations and all that, which is very key for this child's development. And these neurons in the cognitive are the same neurons should be important for the speech and language development, basically. What ages are highly affected? Especially the early screen time from the 0 to 18 months is quite critical because at that time, brain is growing very fast. And again, apart from that, it has been shown to affect the light-dark cycle, when it is day, when it is night. 
and you know that affects the secretions of hormones like melatonin and dopamine and these hormones are very critical in terms of relations the child is able to know how to relate to itself and also with others so you can see the way it is affecting many things around the child so this exposure to the screen you find the child is in a virtual world in that virtual world they are only receiving and they're not responding mm -hmm. so the child is not able to learn how to reciprocate they are only receiving a lot of information but they can't reciprocate so that affects their communication it affects their social integration and uh, relations basically and when you talk about speech it's not only receiving you should be able to you know respond to a speech and that's what is communication about because in communication a child should be able to express themselves and they should not to receive information so when the child is only receiving and is not able to respond then that doesn't grow you'll find their vocabulary is not growing their knowledge is not growing the skills they should have gathered they're not able to gather and a child that's a basic need for a child to gather the basic social skills that at around 18 months going all the way to 18 years to, to two years baby is able to start now getting speech in terms of already speech starts early when they start bubbling but at least from 18 months we are expecting the child to be able to say a few words express themselves like in two phrases need water i want to play uh, this is a cup i want car you know those kind of things and they should be able to know how to ask for things like mom water mom i want water mom i want to play mom i want to go outside and then the parents also able to reciprocate so when that is missing you find the child is not developing and that's how we tend to start seeing a lot of speech delay you'll find a child is three years no speech some would only say one word Others, they would start speaking like those cartoons and they cannot, you can't even hear what they are saying because they're just trying to imitate what the cartoons are, you know, are saying. And it's because of the exposure they have had. That is the only communication they know. That's what they have been exposed to. And, you know, we are not saying that parents are neglectful because, you know, times have been hard. They are trying to balance. Sometimes parents don't know that is a problem. Whatever they are doing, they think they are doing the proper parenting. But what we are trying to say is, let's replace the screen with a human touch. The way a parent should be there, and it doesn't have to be a parent. We are saying, let there be a personalized touch, because in communication, there is touch and there is also the verbal. And when it's done by a caring individual with a, in a loving relationship who is kind, the children learn quite a lot. That's the same learning they get in school. They are talking to the teacher, the teacher is responding, and they are also responding. And then you say they are all learning from one another. Play is very important. They are able to play together outside. When the TV is always on, the children don't play. Their focus is on the TV. So they are not interacting. And during this social interaction helps cognitive development, they grow, they reason better, they have problem solving, and then they know how to interact with one another, emotions, how to control their emotions, how to relate. You know, there's a lot which is being entered by the, by the screen. Mm -hmm. And uh, how is it linked to autism? Studies have shown that uh, first we are seeing many children who have um, autism, in this era than you were seeing them before. And because of that, studies have been done to try to understand, is there any link between screen time and especially early exposure and 
development of autism like features and uh, it was shown that the same neurons which seem to be affected in those children who have autism spectrum disorders you know those pathways of cognitive development and all that seem to be interfered with because you know when we say autism is a neurodevelopmental disability where the child has impairment in terms of communication in terms of speech and behavior so the same kind of neurons which are linked in the autism spectrum disorder they seem to be the same one being affected by screen exposure and it has been shown that um actually those patients who have autism spectrum disorder and they are exposed to a lot of screen they tend to worsen in terms of symptoms and it is from speech development to even the repetitive kind of behaviors they get so it seems it is going even ahead to interfere with the sensory integration and then when this screen is withdrawn those children have been shown to actually improve you will find now their speech improves more they are talking more they interacting more the eye contact is more and even these repetitive movements they were having they also reduce and in some babies are completely disappeared by withdrawing the screen and replacing that with social interaction with the parents and caregivers no more play time and you know just interacting with the child basically so it's not very scientifically proven that exactly this is what happens but the studies when they look at these children and the exposure they have had there's been a link you know of screen time making children have those kind of autism like features and actually it's being referred to as virtual autism and um, the beauty of it is the ones who have those kind of features and they really don't have autism spectrum disorder once the screen time is withdrawn they are able to go back to normal and be able to achieve what they were not able to achieve before mm-hmm. now the current mother or the current parent right now will tell you that they cannot do without tv in their in their house and that uh, they want to he- they want to use the cartoons to help the children give them some space to do some things some work in the house so how are you going to convince these parents that screen time is harming their children and what should parents do should they completely switch off their TVs and computers or should we just limit the time or the number of hours that the children are exposed to the TVs due to screens i don't know whether we need to convince them more than this that we are saying the screen time is harmful for the baby and when you see there are number of babies we are seeing children every day have speech delay then you know it is harmful i think we don't have studies yet but i think very soon we're going to have data showing us how many children are being affected by this exposure to the screen and i keep on saying it is doable it's actually doable to do away with the screen i know we are in the modern world i mean everywhere we turn there is a screen you know it is harder than you know in the 80s and 90s where the tv was not there in the first place so it was never a big issue now it is a big issue like how do i limit this screen and you know i mean even me i can't say i'm perfect we are all trying to get a balance experience all we say is let's be intentional about it first of all it depends with your child and the kind of exposure they have had before because there is a screen withdrawal some of these children they get already addicted to that screen and the moment you withdraw the the screen some will even you know 
they will not be able to sleep properly they will go into depression some are crying there is wrenching there is anger they are very aggressive because of the screen so i would say if the child has been exposed to screen for a long time you may not move from five hours to zero but you may start reducing so that maybe in the next two weeks you know you have achieved to a zero but you have not moved immediately from five to zero because now it will come with the withdrawal symptoms and uh, what you need to do is find a way of replacing that screen with something else which is still fun and enjoyable and what we say is get be involved or the caregiver needs to be available and involved in the child because if the screen was a source of entertainment then it means you need to get another source of entertainment which most likely is you or the, the caregiver and basically is involving the child in everything you are doing if you are cooking if you are drawing if you are cleaning let them if they are that age of getting involved they can get involved if it is a smaller children you have the nice play pens you have the toys but no playing the toys is not fun if mom is not there and is not playing with them so you have to you know have a way of engaging them because the toys will replace that and then you have very nice structured time that we don't have to be in the house the whole day we have time for feeding. After feeding, we play with toys maybe for an hour. We go outside, ride a bike, or walk around, walk the dog, come back to the house. You know, you have structured your time to make sure there's minimal time for them to even require the screen. And it's even said, people say, my child will get bored. It's okay to get bored. When they are bored is the time they get creative. Because if it's a bigger child who is three years, that child should start sketching, drawing, they should start reading. You know, we need those nice catchers we had. They need to come back. And screen should be zero if you can. And you will see the kind of a child you will have. A very creative child, a very brilliant child who is very socially, you know, developed very well, can engage very well socially. Because that is the child we are looking at. Not just we are able to do marks and score 100 and you can't communicate. Then you have not developed totally. As we always say, prevention is better than cure. It has been the A to Z of Disease Podcast with me, Rose Mokonyo. Be sure to catch me next time on another exciting episode of the A to Z of Disease Podcast. Goodbye. The A to Z of Disease Podcast. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.